Hey, podcast listeners, hope you're doing well, and I hope you are winning contracts. Before we get into today's episode, I want to take a minute to share something with you that's working for our clients. Our federal access knowledge base is helping companies win contracts every single day. I regularly get emails from members thanking us and saying things like, hey, I just won a $2 million contract. Many of you have seen a video that Chris Danback shot for us at GovCon. Chris won two contracts totaling $30 million. One of our members emailed me this morning and said, the turning point that opened my eyes was using federal access to establish a professional and systematic business development and RFP process. I've now won two contracts worth $480,000. Federal access is helping a lot of companies win. It can help you too. So here's the deal. I have a special offer for you. Visit federal-access.com forward slash game changers today and get started for just $29. You're going to get access Access to a digital copy of the government sales manual, over 70 strategy videos, more than 30 webinars, 300 documents and templates, and one of my favorite pieces is SME support. So when you run into any issue, any challenge at all, you can email me directly for help. So go check out the special offer today at federal-access.com forward slash game changers. The link is in the description below the podcast. So go check that out today, federal-access.com forward slash game changers so you can get started for just $29 today. Now let's hop into this episode. Welcome to Game Changers for Government Contractors. Game Changers is dedicated to helping you position for and win more government contracts. And now your hosts, Josh and Mike. My name is Michael Lejeune and I will be your host today on Game Changers. Just a quick reminder for everyone, this episode of Game Changers is sponsored by Federal Access. Federal Access makes it easier for you to beat your competition. It'll help you improve your proposal win rates. It comes with a no BS guide to winning government contracts, and it puts a government subject matter expert on speed dial, but not on payroll for you. And that is just the tip of the iceberg. If you want to find out more about Federal Access and how to win more government contracts, check out Federal Access at www.rsmfederal.com forward slash FA today. So I want to get started here by welcoming our first guest to the show, Joshua Frank. Josh is actually one of our hosts for Game Changers, as well as my business partner at RSM Federal. So welcome to the show, Josh. Hey, thanks, Mike. Yeah, so I'm, I'm super excited about the topic that you have today because I think every time we travel around to conferences and we're speaking or doing webinars or whatever, one of the questions we always get asked is why is the other guys winning contracts and yet I'm not winning? I don't know what it is that I'm doing that's that's wrong where I'm not winning contracts. And I don't know if you remember there was that lady who will forever be known by me as Owen 11. Like that's her name now. We were at the National Veterans Conference. I'm teaching that session on FPDS. And I'm like, hey, does, is anybody here bidding on contracts and not win anything? And she's like loud and proud. Yes. You know, I, I'm, I'm <laughs> Owen 11. I've won nothing. I'm getting nowhere. And I don't understand because there's other parts of my you know, of my industry. There's other colleagues of mine that are winning contracts and I don't get it. And so I want, I want to start off by jumping in. You know, can you tell us why some companies succeed and others fail at, at selling to the government? Yeah, you know, it's, uh, it's a great question. And, and like you said, you know, it, it is the most common question that we get. And, and I often answer the question with a, a uh, call it a short story. And I ask people, uh, 
I say, hey, you know, uh, you've got two you've got two companies. So here's your example, Mike. You got two companies. They sell the exact same product, right? Or the exact same service. They've both been to a PTAC. They've both been to a small business development center. Uh, they've both bought, bought the exact same books on Amazon. They've attended the same conferences, attended the same training sessions and symposiums. I mean, it's like identical. And one wins two and a half million in their first year and the other wins nothing, you know, and, and, and so, really you know, f- well, yeah, well, you know, and for our listeners, you know, I often say, Hey, why do you think that is? Because that's the crux of, uh, of the, of the question you're asking. The answer is it's not what you learn. It's not what you learn. It's how you apply what you've learned. And, and, and if I can go one step further, there are last year about 22,000 GSA schedules, right? And and for our listeners that that don't know what that is, that's a contract vehicle. You know, it's a government-wide acquisition contract. And out of the 22,000, 10,000 failed to use them. That's 48%. 48%. And and people their their people's eyes get real big and they go, "Well, how can that be?" That mean that must mean that their products or services are really bad. And the reality is, no, they have good products and services. They're quality products and services. Many of them do incredibly well on the commercial side in private sector. And they've all learned the same things. They've all bought the same books. They've gone to the same conferences. But they don't know how to apply what they've learned. That is Absolutely. It is that simple, Mike, and that complex. Yeah. You know, implementation seems to be the just the challenge that most people have. You know, like you said, I can go to a conference. I can learn what I need to do. I know that I need to understand marketing. I know that I need to understand sales techniques and strategies. I know that I need a website. But actually implementing what they learn seems to be the biggest challenge. It is. It is. I mean, and and most companies, it takes three to five years, uh, assuming they don't even drop out of the market to figure out how to how to apply what they've learned. So, yeah, that's that's the the number one challenge. And most companies think it's education. Most companies most companies think thinks that it's, you know, we're just not talking to the right people or we don't have the right teaming partners. The reality is. They most most companies have the pieces. They have all the pieces. They don't know how to connect them mm-hmm. and how to apply them. And so, yeah, that's uh, you know, for companies that you know, for O and eleven, that's funny. Um, for you know, for companies, you know, that are just not winning the way they want to, they're ninety nine percent of the time. If I were to look into it, it's because they're just doing the same things that everybody else does. They're not communicating value. They're just talking about their their services. They don't know how to communicate their past performance, uh, you know, their experience. And so it all comes down to, it's all technique and strategy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all technique and strategy in terms of how you apply what you've learned. Right. Well, and it seems like a lot of companies, you know, come over from the commercial space into the government and think they can do the exact same things they're doing in the commercial space and that'll win contracts. And it's just not true. I mean, that, that's, that's number one. You know, the other thing that I see is, you know, I, 
I've got one client right now, and if I said their name, you'd know exactly who they are. Uh, they're always sending me emails saying, can I protest this? Is there someone I can call to complain? And I always say, well, yeah, if you never want to do business in the government or with that <laughs> client. Yeah, I mean, if you really want to totally tick them off, then you can every time something comes out and they see you complaining, you know, it's not like there's a, a real list on their wall, but they're going to go, oh, my gosh, not that person again. So if you're that hard to work with on the front end, they're going to assume you're even harder to work with on the back end. You know, in, at least in my opinion, you know, that's something I see. You know, you hit on something really good there around the education side of it. You know, there's a ton of free resources out there, just a ton of them. You know, and when you go to conferences, you're told to check out the P-Tax and SCORE. And there's all these websites that are out there that have, you know, free information. And, you know, I've always heard, you know, you get what you pay for. And in, in that the uh, the most expensive education is the free stuff, right? And so, so why would companies choose to work with a consultant like yourself Instead of going with all this free resources that are out there, what 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 are your thoughts on that? Oh, what a good question. Um, you, you know, don't don't assume it's working with me. Just any consultant in general, right? Because uh, I think a lot of our listeners, um, some some of our listeners uh, are members of FA or Federal Access. Others never will be. Uh, others are just looking for that, you know, looking for that free education, right? Um, you know, the the there, when you say there's free resources, oh my gosh. There are thousands of free resources on the market, and it's uh, and and let me throw some of them out for some of our from for some of our listeners. You know, you, you've obviously you got PTAX, you know, procurement technical assistance centers. You have uh, small business offices uh, at various agencies or 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 you know the armed services. You have the nonprofits. You have the you know, uh, PTAX, and, and you have the EDCs, SBDCs, VBRCs, VBOCs, it goes on and on, and the internet, the web, and there is so much stuff out there. The problem with what's out there is twofold. This is just my opinion, is twofold. First, the information that's out there, it's all the same, okay? And if it's all the same and you know, 50% of companies, at least on GSA schedule, um, if a good number, a high percentage of companies are having a hard time selling to the government, or for that matter, selling commercially, then there's something to be said about the absence of value in all the free stuff mm -hmm. that's out there on the internet, right? Uh, the other thing is, you know, the, the, the other side of that is, Everybody is trained the same way. Like if you if you're a contracting officer and you're you're coming out of uh, you know uh, a, a contracting officer position in the government, you've been there for 20 years, and all of a sudden you come over and you you join one of these nonprofits uh, or, or even another consultant, you're doing what you were trained to do. Most counselors, most advisors. Everybody does the same thing. Everybody has learned in the, in the same way. And the problem is, it is clearly obvious 
that there is a gap in what is out there for free. And, and so, uh, bottom line, why does somebody go with someone, why would you pay for help? I think that's your, your question, right? Why right. would you pay for right. help? Here's a question that I'll pose back to you. You've got all these free resources. You um, have all these nonprofits. And I don't know what the number is. Maybe it's uh, 10% of companies that go through the free stuff actually are successful and win contracts. Maybe it's as high as 30% or 40%. I don't know what that number is, but it's low. It's it's less than 50. If you have a an advisor or a mentor or a consultant that says, you know, hey, 95% of our clients or members or, or, or what have you, if 95% have successfully won a new contract, and this is the most important part, they can prove it, right? I mean, they can refer you to, you know, just countless number of clients, then you have a decision to make. Do you want to wait three to five years, potentially end up stopping your whole process because you can't afford, normally, most companies don't have cash flow to, to, to <laughs> wait three to five years to learn about a market, and successfully sell to it. Do you want to wait three or five years and slowly teach yourself and you'll get there. You'll get there by trial and error. Or do you want to pay a little bit of money? I don't know what a little is. You know, some consultants charge a little, uh, others more. But but now you have a 95% chance of winning a new contract. It, mm -hmm. it comes down to where you are. I think it comes down to where you are from a business maturity perspective and and from a strategy perspective, how fast do you really want to move? Right, right. And so, you know, it, I, I, th that would be my response. Yeah, you know, it, it's, uh, again, you know, you get what you pay for in a lot of those situations, and sometimes it's great. You know, the, the thing that I've found, uh, being a, a business coach for, for so many years now, um, we often, as business coaches, and, and I'm in big networks of, of coaches that talk to each other about this will often take on what we call a pity client you know somebody who can't afford what you're doing but you just you feel sorry for them and you take them on and and they're the ones who need it the most but I'll tell you what that's the one client who doesn't do any of the things you say and it's it's because they're not paying for it so there's there's no emotional commitment on your end there's none on their end and so it's just one of these it's a, it creates a weird dynamic in the relationship where you're getting what you're paying for on a lot of different levels. And it's, it's one of the reasons I always recommend you, you pay for some help. But I think the, the big factor there that you threw out to me was how fast do you want to go? Because, again, I've sat in government lines hey, and made a, made a phone call to say, hey, you know, I'd love to, to come and meet with you guys and talk about my business plan or whatever. And like, great, we can meet with you on uh, the 26th. Like, great. In three, the, no, not this month, <laughs> 26, three months from now or whatever it is. And you're like, but I, I need to talk to somebody tomorrow. You know, when you're paying somebody, you get to pull a lot better strings when you're paying them. So. Well, yeah. And, 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 and if I can add on top of that, you know, it, it's, it's, it's the positioning, it, you know, it's, if you have someone else that's helping you <laughs> in this case, we're talking obviously third party support, but 
you, someone is helping you better position and differentiate yourself. Now, I, I do. I, I have an alibi. I, I want to throw one more item out there about this. You know, so for for myself personally, you know, there is not a single. Um, there's probably an outlier. There may be one or two, but for the most part, there are almost no companies that I have personally worked with that did not start with a PTAC or an SBDC or had some other consultant, right? There's something to be said for at least understanding the basics. And I tell people, I say, hey, go educate yourself, right? That's a difference between a job and an occupation is lifelong learning, right? I'm, I'm soapboxing on that, but I truly believe it. And so, you know, put it this way. How do you even know what kind of help you need? I mean, at a high level you do, but how, how do you know what kind of help you need if you don't at least get some of the basics? And so, you know, spend a week or two talking to a PTAC. Spend a week or two talking to your colleagues at other companies. Don't be afraid to ask the hard questions. And then when you are, when you really know what you need, and if you don't, yes, I can help. We can help you figure it out. That's when you can accelerate. That's when you can fight. You know exactly where you should be focused. And you at least have some of the basic stuff. Right. Well, you got, you got to move from a place of, I know that I don't know a lot of stuff to, okay, here's what I don't know, but what I need to learn. You know, you got you got to move to a different place in your awareness of what you don't even know. So absolutely. So, so the, no, that's a really great point. So I just want to take a second to remind our listeners that Game Changers is brought to you by Federal Access. Federal Access is the most comprehensive business training system for government contractors on the market today. And you can learn more about Federal Access by visiting the website at www.rsmfederal.com forward slash F.A. So, Josh, we've talked about some of the challenges there for contractors, and I'm sure there's there's hundreds more, you know, of, of not understanding the market, not having government experience, not being able to speak the language, not understanding how to write a proposal. I mean, there's hundreds of these things, but I want to get into some solutions here on the back end. And one of the things that I think a lot of people believe is a solution and, and I think this is a large percentage of people that think this is a solution, is bid matching systems. There's a ton of bid matching systems out there that will help you find opportunities. And most companies think that's all they need. Why do they think that? Okay, so, <clears throat> you know, first, uh, let's uh, for full transparency, Mike, there are over a thousand bid matching systems on the market. And, and for, for our listeners that may be new to all of this and go, I don't even know what that is. Yes. It's also called a contract management tool. Simply, it is a system that you can find opportunities to bid on, right? Some of them will send you, most of them will send you emails every morning or every week and you comb through them and you go, oh, I think we can do that. And then you decide to bid on it and you put in a proposal or a quote or whatever. For full transparency, there are, there is one, one bid matching system that I believe is probably from a cost perspective standpoint is one of the top in the industry. Um, you know, and it, it's not, it's not one of those big boys that, that most uh, that, that has you know uh, most of the market share. Uh, and I would simply say if our listeners are interested in that uh, and knowing which one that is and, and why I personally feel that way, 
um, absolutely uh, reach out to us. Reach out to us from uh, from 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 a website perspective, and 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 we'll talk to you. Yep, just send us an email or whatever. Yep. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, but it's a great question that you've asked. <laughs> Bid matching systems, in general, in general, for uh, from for for the most part, are acquisition. It's opportunities that are already in acquisition. Companies that are successful selling to the government, right, Department of Defense, intelligence community, the federal agencies, what have you, they are successful because they spend 80%, 80% of their time in pre-acquisition before the RFP or RFQ hits the street. Now, those bid matching systems, again, there's a ton out there. Um, most of them pull data from the same place and then some have some pretty cool capabilities, but that, that data is pulled. Most of the data for, for current opportunities is pulled from existing government systems. It's already on the street. You know, uh, I often tell folks and, and, and when I'm speaking, uh, at conferences, I say somewhere between 50 and 70% of those opportunities are already wired for other companies. Because right. they have intelligence, because they engaged in pre-acquisition. They were building relationships, communicating value. So I would tell you, bid matching systems are an absolute necessity for every company, small, large, entrepreneur, mid-tier, whatever. Every size company needs one. But what's more important than that tool is how you operate and what activities you do in pre-acquisition. And the relationships you build with the government. Yeah, you know, and that, and that's great advice. You know, I, again, this this one client keeps popping up in my head, and and they're they're always coming to me, and it's like, hey, this just hit the street, and blah blah blah. And my question is always, well, how much do you know about the client? Oh, we don't. <laughs> and so, you know, I pause, and uh, and and she said, you're going to tell me the same thing you've told me the last eighteen times, and I even write that in my emails now. I'm sure it looks like I'm just sending you the same stuff every time because they're <laughs> they're playing the short game on this one. They they keep looking at what's in FBO and saying, how can I win this opportunity? And she always says to me, Mike, it's just not fair that it's wired for other companies. And I always push back with this. Well, guess what? Do you think it's fair that that company has spent the last 18 months working, putting in time, building relationships, you know, spending money and resources, giving the government free information and advice to get to this point? And do you think it's fair that you now get to come on and just bid on it and win it? I, I, I think that's garbage. <laughs> you know, they yeah. put in a lot of time. <laughs> And you need to put in the time. You just don't want to put in the time. And that's where a lot of companies, they need to understand, if you put in the time, you can win. Yeah, and, and you know, this, this show is called Game Changers, right? And I would tell you one of the game changers would be, you know, let's say you've got three opportunities that you found out there in a bid matching system. You haven't really engaged the government yet. But you know you're going to do two of them because you only have the resources to do two. Take the third. You know, what's at the bottom of every FBO, every FedBiz Ops opportunity? There's one or two contract specialists or, or, or program managers, what have you. And it has what? It has their email and their phone number. 
So one of the techniques and strategies that that I teach, uh, and, and I'll share it with the listeners today, is take that name or email, take that name and phone number and email, reach out to them, and don't refer to that opportunity. Simply say, hey, you know, I'm, uh, I'm calling. First of all, you always start with, I'm not calling about any specific opportunity. That quote right there, that phrase, is so important because most contracting officers, as soon as they hear about an opportunity out of your, uh, you know, out of your mouth, they go, I'm sorry, I can't talk to you. Have a nice day. And they hang up. And so the way you keep them from hanging up is by using the phrase, I am not calling about any specific opportunity, but I'd like to learn more about your organization. And I have three questions. Um, generic questions. Um, would you mind helping me? Cause I need some help and be a little self-deprecating, right? right? And how, right. You know how you ask it. That is the start right there. That's one example of a start of building a relationship with an organization an agency. This works on the commercial side as well. And it's an example where you're not focused on a specific opportunity. You may get some intelligence that allows you to be more competitive, Right. Right. But in general, so, you know, FBO, there's a lot of other things you can do and, and we can't cover all of them today, but there's a lot of other things that you can do with FedBizOps and FPDS and all these other systems, government systems that will help you from an intelligence perspective. Yep. And, and that's playing the long game right there. That's really looking at the future. So I, I think this is all great stuff, Josh. I think it's all been really practical, really simple stuff that we're talking here. You know, some of it's philosophy and just really how you need to think on how you approach the market. But just so we can wrap up here, do you have maybe two or three suggestions that people can can really apply? There's something really simple so that they can be successful in selling to the government. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the first would be a really good teaming strategy. Uh, 90% of companies w win their first couple of contracts uh, by being a subcontractor, right? And so, you know, if your sales strategy does not have teaming, a formal teaming strategy built in, oh, by the way, it'll increase the number of opportunities in your pipeline by 400%. Oh, by the way, those primes, they're the ones that do most of the proposal work. Right? right. And so it's like adding resources to your own team. So the first and most important is you got to have a strong formal teaming strategy. Uh, you know, and, and obviously that's that's a big part of federal access. And, and that's uh, more than just saying, hey, we want to team with other companies. I mean, there's there's a lot of pieces behind that. Right. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, if you were to if I were to keep it really simple, I would say. The, the power and the success you will get from a, a, a formal programmatic teaming strategy would be you map the value of what you sell, not what you sell, but the value of what you sell to the government opportunity and to the gaps or the needs of your potential partner. Think of it as a triangle. You know, you're at, you're at the top. The government's in the bottom left corner and the partner's in the bottom right. And you have to map the value between those three. If you do that successfully, you will have convinced the prime of the most important thing that you need to do. 
The Prime doesn't care what you sell. They care that you make them more competitive, period. That's it. Mm -hmm. No, that's great. Do you have one or two more that we can share here in, in our closing minutes? Um, I, I would say uh, outside of the teaming strategy, ensuring that your intelligence collection uh, is, is, is you, you focus more on collecting information and, and intelligence versus going after specific opportunities. Mm-hmm. And so what I'll often tell clients is identify three agencies. Find three agencies, validate that they buy what you sell, know how much they buy, how often they buy, and start working your way in. Uh, if someone were to say, well, how do I start that? Start at the small business office. Mm-hmm. You know, For our small business uh, uh, listeners and, and even some of our mid-tier just start with a small business office. Some are good, some aren't, but uh, that'll at least start getting you in the door. So uh, to, to summarize, you want to be going after opportunities directly. You want to be going after opportunities through teaming, right? But all of that, that entire strategy requires intelligence. Pick three agencies or armed services or subordinate commands and start building relationships. Hmm. That's just that's powerful stuff, you know, and, and, and it's simple stuff that I think people look at and say, well, that's just too simple. It's just too simple to work. But, you know, we have used those strategies with our clients for years. And I always tell people, I've got a billion and a half reasons why you need to take Josh's advice on those simple <laughs> strategies, because that's how how much our clients have wanted contracts in just the last four years alone. So so it's really, really good stuff. So thanks, Josh. Thanks for being a guest today. I look forward to having you back on as a guest. I know we're doing a couple more episodes this week for our listeners. Uh, so uh, we look forward to that. You, I don't know if you have any parting comments here before I wrap things up. No, that's it, Mike. I, I, I want to thank everybody for listening in. No, awesome. So, well, well, thank you, Josh. And and I just want to thank all of our listeners for joining us today in this episode. Remember, you can find every episode on iTunes. Just look for Game Changers for Government Contractors and subscribe to the feed to make sure you get every episode. You can also learn more about each of our guests by visiting the official Game Changers website at www.rsmfederal.com forward slash game changers or we'll have links to their websites bios uh, any special offers or if they have documents or anything like that that they share on the show we'll have that stuff posted on there for you or links to them and last but not least please visit our sponsor for today's episode the federal access program at rsmfederal.com forward slash fa for more information on you can on how you can find and win more government contracts Thanks for listening to Game Changers for Government Contractors. For a full list of episodes and other resources, be sure and check us out on the web at www.rsmfederal.com slash gamechangers.